Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on. A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my god, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. Consequence Podcast Network. Bora hey, iconic army. Bora hey. So Happy birthday to Jungkook. Yes, his 25th. Yes, yeah. 25th birthday as of the release of this episode it should be September 1st. Mm-hmm. Um, so today we are so excited to do a fanfic files in honor of our Jun Jungkook. Yeah, so yes. we both pick stories with Jungkook in it. Of course, mm-hmm. of course. On that note, welcome back. We're your hosts. I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany. And this is Standing BTS. Your favorite informative fangirl podcast. All right. Today we're going to hang out for about an hour. We're going to finish up just some of the vlogs. Um, We ended up missing J-Hope and Young's last time. Mm -hmm. And then Yoongi's just came out not too long ago. So we're going to kind of recap some of that. Some of the other miscellaneous stuff that's happened in the BTS universe. And then we'll get into our fanfics. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But before we get into it, we want to say thanks, Iconics, for being here and for supporting us. If you'd like to support us even further and have access to our episode documents, monthly virtual Iconic Hangouts, and our sound checks, please consider joining us on Patreon at patreon.com slash standingbts. Or if you'd like, you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me slash standingbtspodcast. Your support helps us to improve the quality of our content and to continue putting out bi-weekly episodes, but any type of support is super appreciated. Thank you all for being here and for listening. Yeah, thanks so much. Um, for the month of September, we are actually going to continue our Charity of the Month supporting uh, Hope Bridge in Korea, the Hope Bridge Korea Disaster Relief Association that we promoted on our last episode. Basically, all of the funds of the donations and the services that they have available right now are going towards the flood relief that's happening in and around Korea. Um, so a super great charity based in Seoul to donate to. Um, please go to Hope hopebridge.or.kr slash eng to find the english website and the donate button yeah great okay so let's go ahead and get into the vlogs that we missed so we missed taehyung's drive vlog and j-hope's music video prep and recreation time vlog so that was in our last episode that we were supposed to mention it forgot it but we're going to cover it here so for taehyung's drive vlog um at the beginning of his He gets in the car. He basically is going to take us on a drive. And at the very beginning, he's talking about how he's been awake for like maybe 10 minutes. He said he just woke up and that he actually ended up breaking one of his teeth. Like he broke a tooth while eating ice cream. It's like, what ice cream is he eating? Like, how do you break your tooth on ice cream? (laughs) So um, he ended up calling the dentist. So he ends up going to the dentist office in his vlog, which is just like such like 
typical life. Like, you know, who, <laughs> who records that? Young, I guess. Right. It's so funny. But it's just always so enjoyable and sexy to watch BTS drive. Mm -hmm. It looked like Young really, he had talked about how he goes on drives when he has nothing else to do, if he's feeling particularly sentimental, which I feel like a lot of people can relate to. Right. You know, going for a long drive, you just want to, yeah. you know, think, you know, get in your thoughts, listen to some good music, which is exactly what he did. Uh, he talked a little bit about his upcoming album that he's working on. He talked about um, some of the music that he was playing in the car. He played a lot of music in oh, the yeah. car, like full a full playlist. And he was so charismatic, like he was dancing to it. I mean, the part of him dancing to Lizzo's About Damn Time went so viral. Like Lizzo saw it. So many people saw it. It was mm -hmm. all over everywhere. And he was so handsome. Oh, so handsome. Mm. Gosh, he was in this like light pink shirt God. with like the top button undone just a little bit. Oh. And this like chain necklace that he had on. Mm -hmm. Like it was, it was a real thin chain necklace. Oh my gosh. Just gorgeous hair. Fluffy. Fluffy. Black hair. Uh, Amazing. Char definitely charismatic. Damn. So after he goes and gets his tooth repaired, he's got a new <laughs> tooth. And so he decides to go and eat corn yeah. he goes and buys corn like corn on the cob and he's like this is what you have to eat when you've got new teeth like yeah. you got to eat corn <laughs> it's like okay he's just so hilarious right. um and then he goes you know to a restaurant he i think he has the director of run bts and the director of bonton bombs mm -hmm. with him so uh he ends up getting some food with them and then he goes out and enjoys you know this lakeside view in this gazebo so he's outside for a little bit. It was super windy, mm -hmm. really, really windy. And then after that, he goes and plays some virtual golf, which he's like been really into golfing lately. I feel like every time he comes yes. to the U.S., he's going to Top Golf. Right. So he went to this like virtual golf place um, in Korea. And then he goes out to eat again, get some more food. <laughs> and he at this restaurant, he starts playing like kind of random games with uh, the directors that he's with so he plays would you rather and then they also play like a guess the song game where they play just like a little snippet of the song mm -hmm. and he has to guess what it is like they give him some clues on like what year it's from and if it's like a hit song or something like that yeah he struggled a bit with it but he knew dna <laughs> he knew dna <laughs> of course he did yes um i loved his vlog so much i thought yeah. that he was super handsome in it so super handsome. charming and i just love this like just casual day in a life with Young. Mm -hmm. you know like going to the dentist eating twice playing some golf like what could be better right yeah um so j-hope's vlog i think his was was his the first one that came out i think it was Young. it was Young. i don't know it was one of those two the reason why i feel like we forgot it was because j-hope's like jack-in-the-box and arson and more and yeah. everything was coming out and i feel like when i saw j-hope's vlog i didn't necessarily realize that it was like the vlog in the series like yeah. i thought it was so for his album and his comeback it was that... a part of the jack-in-the-box release is right what it felt like yeah right. which is why when we went to go watch these i was like hold up i've already watched this vlog like right. how did i forget about it and right it was just because i had thought it was a part of the jack-in-the-box release yeah same um, but this was a really great vlog that just happened to kind of coincide with that time. In particular, he was really prepping for Arson at this time. So it started out with an outfit fitting for the Arson music video. 
oh just seeing him like get into that burnt outfit like his whole mood and persona just changing as mm-hmm. he looks into the mirror and just thinks about oh. like anticipates what he's gonna he do he was visualizing it he for really sure was. and he was super content with how it turned out mm-hmm. yeah. yeah um and then he also had what he titled j-hope's beauty show uh in which we got a detailed look at the makeup process while deciding on the makeup look for arson so it kind of took us through you know as they were talking about what they wanted to do different elements and you know the different pieces on his face that would be you know look like that ember or that kind of charred skin Mm -hmm. um and so they kind of took us through their process of how they were creating that and deciding on that need to see like the process and just Mm -hmm. like them just trialing the makeup Yeah, yeah for sure um then he took us on the drive that he took a they took a four four hour drive to the set of arson in guanyang so he you know took us on that journey um and then just a common thread that we noticed throughout the 25 minute vlog is that like he would light up every space that he walked into every Mm -hmm. room you know he just has such this positive energy and aura around him just naturally um and then it was just like contrasted by seeing him transform into his darker self as he's like preparing and getting in the headspace of arson um it was so interesting to uh to be able to see that dichotomy back to back yeah seeing that that hobie like bright energy Mm -hmm. his aura really is just very bright yeah yeah he he definitely lights up a room but yeah the the contrast of seeing him get into character for arson and just jack-in-the-box in in general right yeah yeah and then at the very end of the vlog we got like a bonus clip that wasn't necessarily from that day but it was from when he was packing or like finishing up packing for his trip to the u.s for the grammys to meet the rest of bts because he had had covid and was in quarantine um but he in this clip he inserted it into this vlog just so we could clarify his april fool's prank from this year so he had posted on weverse on april fool's day like a picture of him that looked like he was in a plane saying like he's going to you know to the grammys he's going to meet bts um and the prank was that he wasn't actually going yet he was like still in seoul he was just out of quarantine and he was finishing up packing so yeah. um he like immediately felt bad for posting that and felt like he took it too far far so he kind of backtracked that day but now officially like said in this video like hey it was a it was a prank and it was a prank yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. i mean it was april fools but right. he did say that he anticipated that maybe army would take it seriously that he was on the way to the states right and so he did pack pe- backpedal on it like he felt a little bad right i just remember the april fools from the year before when he posted like the red hair the shot of this, this red hair i'm like right. oh my gosh who has red hair i totally <laughs> fell for that one because right. i mean if any bts member is dying their hair red like it's big news right <laughs> He gets up every year. Yeah, every he does. Year. He must really like April Fools. Yes. <laughs> I guess so. All right. So then the last vlog that came out was Yoongi's woodworking vlog. And so in this vlog, Yoongi, he goes to a woodworking shop and he makes seven cutting boards for each BTS member. And he carves all of the boards by hand and he shapes them into the shape of a whale, which I just think is so considerate Mm -hmm. and thoughtful for Mm -hmm. him to have done that i also feel like a cutting board is such a wonderful gift Mm. you know like kind of just really thoughtful yeah Mm. and the fact that i mean he made seven of them he's the only member to like go and do a craft for 
everyone for the whole group like jimin mm-hmm. made bracelets but those were for himself he wasn't like making group bracelets yeah so i just love yoongi's sentiment behind doing this for all seven all members. members and it's a whale and mm-hmm. just like the process and like the amount of detail work that went into it you know yeah i mean made by hand yeah, yeah. and he ended up marking on all of them men mm. so he even had like a little signature right his little brand it. yeah Cute. his brand yeah um but during this whole woodworking experience, he was listening very keenly to the instructor. He was worried about not being able to complete all of it on his own, but he kept at it and he did a really great job with all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like one of the big things that came about this video was there's so much speculation on where Yoongi's seven tattoo is. We still don't know. He ended up doing a we like a like a V Live Weverse vlog too, where he went live and everyone is like, where is your, where is your seven tattoo? And he basically didn't give us an answer and right. got all cheeky with us and was like, you know, you got to look for it. You right. got to find it. Right. He's not I mean, going to tell us. He, he like, confirmed what? he had one. Yeah. He, so like, it's not like he didn't get one. He right. has one. We just don't know where it is. Mm-hmm. But for him to say, you have to find it. It has to be somewhere on his body that at least sometime is visible. Right? Like... I don't know. I, I mean, unless he's being real cheeky. I think he is. <laughs> I don't know. All the lies that he says about, like, his releases, like, Augusti, like, don't expect it soon, like, D2, and then, right. like, it came out he just right plays after. With us. Like, yeah, he yeah. might just be messing with us. Like, maybe we can't see it. Maybe we can. I don't know. Maybe. I feel like we've gotten to see, you know, I don't... Unless it's on his leg somewhere. Yeah. A theory I like right now is like on his neck because his hair is so long. Like, I feel like, sure. Potentially. Yeah. yeah. His hair is so long. He looks so stunning right now. All the pictures he's been posting recently of his long hair. That Instagram that he posted that was like seven pictures in a row. And then one of them was like him full on smiling. Smiling. And then like, it's like he's like backlit too. So he looks like just gorgeous, angelic. Like, seriously, like he, his face was like so soft and. Mm Yeah, amazing. He's so handsome and perfect. No one in BTS should cut their hair. Keep it (laughs) it long. (laughs) Leave it. Put it in a bun. Yeah. Okay, so another little tidbit that we definitely need to talk about, because I feel a little ranty about it, to be honest. Yeah. A lot of armies do. Yeah. I feel rightfully so. The Proof Collector's Edition. Um, So this was just announced, and this is a special edition of BTS's Proof album. Um, What has a lot of armies up in arms is the price. The original album was already like $60 USD, which is a lot for an album, but Mm -hmm. we're like, it's BTS, of course. This collector's edition is $275.91 before tax and shipping. And since it's so heavy, it's like over $100 in shipping. So Over $100 in shipping. Yeah. I mean, shipping is already ridiculous. Right. Um, but that is insanity. I cannot, I just can't imagine paying that much. No. For, for no. shipping. And uh, I know that it's overseas shipping, but, but what still, the heck? So like really after everything you're going to spend over $400 on this if you buy it like that is a concert ticket that's a concert ticket absolutely i mean uh, that's more than a concert ticket like mm-hmm. uh, not everyone is going for like floor seats like we are you know like mm-hmm. that's a couple concert tickets yeah so that's 
to me, that's insane. To me, I'm like, Hybe, why are you doing this? Yeah. Like, it feels like a straight up money grab. It's a money grab. Especially when you find out Mm -hmm. what else is included in it, which is not much that's new to me. So there is a photo book included, but there's really like in the press release, there's no detail about the photo book. So we have no idea if it's like new. I want to assume, I want to hope that it has like exclusive photos that weren't seen, weren't released, but already the original proof photo book was pretty extensive of showing like photos and behind the scenes like from throughout the eras and from the proof era also Mm -hmm. um but we really have no information on the photo book yet there are seven new photo cards but for this price of over 400 dollars after shipping you only get one photo card one random photo card you don't even get all seven that is what gets me when i hit sent this to you when this all happened i was like man you don't even get all seven members you don't even get all seven photo cards like it's still you get that one random one yeah it's like for this price for it being a collector's edition shouldn't you get the whole collection all of it yes you should you (laughs) absolutely should like i know it's like kind of routine you know and expected that with an album you get one photo card you know and it's kind of exciting but if you're paying this kind of price i would want every single member you we should absolutely get for the collector's edition of their anthology album for over four hundred dollars you're telling me we can't get seven photo cards per album Mm -hmm. like it's paper you know like it can't be expensive to produce even yeah so anyways it's just so interesting that we get this and then like for jack in the box we didn't even get like a physical album right i mean i would much rather buy a physical jack in the box album the Uh album itself multiple copies to get multiple different photo cards Mm -hmm. than one of these you know i guess i don't know much about like what it means for like collector's edition like i'm sure maybe with that title you can up the price Mm -hmm. on it but like this is just over four hundred dollars including shipping and everything like they don't even have like a u.s shop version of this right shipping is a little less no it's uh it's insanity. And they have two different pre-orders for it. And I just feel like this is Hybe's like marketing strategy to create a fake shortage of items. Um, you know, so it's just gonna like make people be interested in it more. But and to be fair. Or panic buy it. Or yeah. panic buy it. Or mm-hmm. panic buy it because you're like, oh, it's so exclusive. It's I'm never gonna be able to get it again. It's a right. collector's edition, only two pre-sales. Um, and the other thing is that. We don't know, and maybe they should have given us a full extensive list of everything included in this when they released it, when they came out with the announcement about it, because only knowing that there's probably a photo book and one new photo card of a new photo shoot we haven't seen before is not enough. Like, Mm -hmm. I want to know what makes it truly that collector's edition. The only other new info we have that, like, makes this special is that if you're able to order during the first or second pre-sale and you're going to the in-person 2022 BTS exhibition proof that's in Seoul and Busan, which they also just announced, mm-hmm. only if you have those three like things fulfilled do you get to take a picture at the photo booth at the exhibition and then you don't even keep the picture. like You don't get to keep it. You put it on a wall, a photo wall there as proof, like you're part of the proof. So it's kind of cool like as a big art expo to mm-hmm. think about like a bunch of armies on the wall and they're like bts is proof or something like that yeah but at the same time like this special access to this photo booth is only available to the people that have this first or second pre-sale and it's it's in seoul 
this and exhibition it's a, it's in is in Seoul. In Busan. Yeah. So if you're buying it here in the States, like you're not gonna probably fly to Korea to go to this exhibition. Right. So unless you were already planning on going to Seoul during right. that time frame, right. which they just announced this. So I don't I don't know. <laughs> right. I mean, no, this I mean, this is happening in a couple months. Like this mm-hmm. exhibition is uh, what they're putting on. It focuses on connecting the dots to explore BTS's past, present and future as chronicled in proof and in yet to come and the group's journey on continuing to prove themselves. Um, so it's a cool concept. I'm interested to see more about the exhibition itself. But like it starts in Seoul. It goes from September 28th to November 22nd. Mm-hmm. Like very very soon yeah. and then like in busan it goes from october 5th to november 8th very soon that these things are happening so like if you do want to buy this collector's edition and make it to soul to do that like it's as really... part of this like I-, I feel like it's one of the main selling points of right. this right you know buying this collector's it's edition one of, of the only things that they mentioned yeah yeah exactly it's overpriced <laughs> it's, it's way, way overpriced, overpriced. yeah it's like $300 overpriced. Mm-hmm. Like if I paid 60 for the original album and then I found out that there's a collector's, maybe I would pay like 150 tops. Mm-hmm. Like maybe, you know? Um, and especially if I don't have a full list of really everything that's included, that makes it a collector's edition. Exactly. Like you're not really sure what you're paying for here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just... When I saw this, I just don't feel good about it, which is why I just got so ranty. Yeah. Um, and I can't it's, imagine yeah. that members of BTS like really like that either. Like it really feels like a hype thing. It has to be a hype thing and and a marketing and profit. You know, I could see them definitely taking advantage of the loyalty of armies here. Right. Um, because everything usually sells out really fast, like right away. And that wasn't the case for this. And I think it's because a lot of armies were like, this is ridiculous. Like I majority of armies were like, I love and support the boys, but I'm so sorry. I got to pass. Like I I cannot realistically afford this much for what you're giving us. You know, it's really not worth it. Right. I just, I can't imagine any musician selling an album regardless of collector's edition or not for that amount of money. Yeah. Like, I mean... And so, yeah, it really does feel like it feels like Hybe wanting to make more money off of BTS while they're in their off season, while they're working on solo work and taking breaks. And like, they're like, how can we still make money? How How can we still take advantage of army warranty? Yeah, I just want to know the reasoning behind the pricing, like how they even got to this number. Right. Mm. The packaging looks very nice. It looks upgraded from the original um, but still, it leaves me with a lot of question marks and like, I won't, I won't be purchasing. Or I won't even, yeah. 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 I think this We're is We're saving the... our money for the photo folios. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Like that I bought instantly. I yeah. got that Jungkook pre-sale. Uh-huh. That's right. Um, oh gosh. I'm so excited to have his photo folio and it's like starts shipping out on his birthday. I know. Non-Friends is up next. Yes. Sexy vampire. Yes. Yeah. Sexy vampire. Cannot wait. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tolerance, the founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast.
Also, just real quickly before we get into the fanfics, BTS did win best group at the VMAs because the VMAs just happened. So congrats, BTS. Go best BTS. Group. Yeah. yeah. One more thing before I get into my story, not to like jump back to the collector's edition, mm-hmm. but I do want to say if you did buy it, like that's I'm happy for you. you yeah. Know? Like I hope you enjoy it and I hope that it's really amazing. It probably it is probably amazing. It probably will be. Yeah. You know, we just got so ranty about it. And, yeah. You know, so no judgment. To no judgment who are if you it. did buy it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I am going to start off with the fanfic today. I'm pretty excited to share this with you. Um, this fic is called The Fault in R. No, oh. Just that's it. The Fault in R. And it's, it's like The Fault in Our Stars. I know. John Green. <laughs> Immediately, that's why, like, when I saw it, I just, like, right-click, open new tab, like, saving this for later. Yeah. Because I was like, John Green. We both love John Green, and yeah. it instantly made me think The Fault in Our Stars. Mm-hmm. Um, not related, but still. Okay. Um, And it's by uh, this person's name. I'm just going to say the letters because I think they have two accounts, and so this is, like, the like a backwards name account. Mm-hmm. Um, S-U-F-N-O-C underscore E-A- te but they wrote a great fic and they seem to have a lot available as well so if you like this one you might want to go check them out um, but this fic was published on july 18th of 2021 and when i accessed it it only had 119 hits and eight kudos i feel like eight kudos is a lot for 119 hits and yeah. it deserves more so please of go course. give it some love yeah I will tell you the summary because I feel like it's just good to know to have that set up for this one. Mm -hmm. So Jungkook is a swordsman from a small village. His boyfriend Taeyang is a traveling storyteller. Along with their friends, the witches, Namjoon the blacksmith and Namjoon's husband, Sokjin, they live out their lives spending their best days together. And Jungkook is the happiest man alive. Or is he? Oh, okay. Okay. Young is striding down the street, worn leather boots scuffing the cobblestones with every step, when he suddenly spots the person he's looking for. Jungkook! Said object of affection turns his head in time to receive a flying armful of Young, who leans heavily onto Jungkook's shoulder, smushing his cheek against Jungkook's. Jungkook jerks slightly, a surprised smile on his face. Young! Taeyang draws back slightly and beams directly into Jungkook's face. You missed me too? Jungkook shoves him hard, unable to keep the grin off his lips. Maybe, you idiot. Taeyang latches onto Jungkook's arm and shifts his cheek smushing to Jungkook's shoulder, clinging on as they walk. I missed you too, love. As they pass through the town square, they received shouted greetings from the shopkeepers and peddlers and a wave and shout from some of their own greetings back. The local apothecary run by a tiny coven of witches intercepts them in their passage. Yoongi Young, Young shouts excitedly as he rushes towards the eldest witch, currently leaning back against the front window of their shop with a sleepy look on his face. As Yoongi turns to face the newcomers, a youthful face pokes itself out the shop door. Jimin steps out and gasps as he sees Jungkook and Young. Have Jungkook and Tae come to visit? Before they can answer, a blinding flash of movement shouts out the door and suddenly Hosok is upon them, squeezing them until they are unable to breathe. Cook, Tae, my favorite children. Oh. <laughs> this so, is just so cute seeing like all of them coming together like popping yes. out of left and right you know yes oh, so cute very pure 
Jungkook disentangles himself from Hosok's grip, clutching his ribs and wheezing, not quite visiting Hobihyung, maybe passing through. Nonsense. Hosok shoves them both through the door of the shop. You're here now. Come have tea. As Hosok for- forces them into seats and Jimin and Yoongi file back in, the door closes itself behind them, bell jangling quietly. The witches magically pull up chairs and seat themselves, making a cozy circle around the tea table. How have you two been? Jimin asks, taking a teacup off the tray that floats by. Yungi sips his tea quietly while Hosok is busy stor- stirring in about nine sugar cubes. We've been just great, Jiminy. Taeyang pipes up brightly as he proceeds to almost empty the cream picture into his cup, if not for Jungkook's steadying hand. Haven't seen each other for a bit, actually, Jungkook adds, removing the picture from Taeyang's possession and settling it back onto the table. Oh? Yungi's voice emerges, low and tired. He raised his eyebrow at Jungkook over his cup. Has our resident dragon slayer been busy? Jungkook side-eyes him good-naturedly. Not a dragon slayer, Young. We've been over this. Yep, Taeyang beams as he grabs Jungkook's arm. He's a swordsman, Yungi Young. Yungi snorts and looks away. Yeah, just like you're a traveling storyteller and not a wandering bohemian, Tay. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm, so him. I also love that they're having tea. Yeah. Like, you and I were literally just having tea yesterday, and that's when I found this fic, too. And I was just like, yeah. so cute. Oh, yeah, we had a lot of tea. Mm-hmm. We had, like, two or three yeah, pots of that. pretty much all day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Taeyang claps a hand over his heart in mock offense. I'll have you know, my stories are famous all over the land. The children love me. Yeah, Jimin smiles playfully. They do love all the stories about your hot, dragon-slaying swordsman boyfriend. (laughs) Taeyang leans far back in his chair and groans, glaring at his best friend through the hands plastered to his face. Jungkook, they're bullying me. Jungkook gently tips Taeyang back upright and peels the hands from his face, smiling softly at the pout on Taeyang's lips. We can leave after you finish your tea. Now it's Jimin's turn to start pouting, puppy eyes widening as he protests that Tae and his bestest friend in the entire world that it's unfair to tear them apart so cruelly after they haven't seen each other in months, and the cozy room lights up with bright, pure laughter. I also love when Fix stay true to just like the soulmate culture of yes. Jimin and Taeyang. Right. He can't like <laughs> stand. Right. He's like, this is my best friend. Yeah. Seriously. Weeks pass and Jungkook and Taeyang settle down in the inn across the square from the apothecary. Taeyang opens a tiny library, stocking it with well-worn, well-loved volumes collected from his travels and reads stories to a spellbound circle of ragtag children each evening as the sun slips towards the horizon. Jungkook listens in, sometimes leaning against a a splintering wooden pillar as the lanterns flicker and the glare of the sunset brightens the soft edges of Taeyang's cheek. Jungkook still goes out for hunts. It's the main way they make money. And when he picks up some worthy edible prey, he brings it to their next-door neighbors for a good meal. Sokjin is basically their mother and the best cook in town, and his husband Namjoon also happens to be the best blacksmith in town, so Jungkook finds himself spending hours at their place as well, listening to the sharp metallic sounds of Namjoon working on his sword as Sokjin fries the suspicious prey and fills the space with his idle chatter. 
Once the food is done, Young and sometimes the witches bustle into Sokjin and Namjoon's home, turning the still air into wild ruckus as they scarf down the meal. For months, Jungkook lives like this, smiling and laughing and loving, spending these days with his found family. For months, Jungkook browses for herbs at the apothecary and eats at Sokjin's table and gazes at the side of Taeyang's smile as they walk through the town and down the cobblestone paths hand in hand. For months, Jungkook is the happiest man alive. He's the happiest man alive until he isn't anymore. Oh no! Okay! No. The Amen. Yes. Okay, ominous. Okay, it starts with a hole in the sky. The day is as clear as any other. The expanse above a clear, gorgeous blue, the shade of Jimin's hair on a particularly adventurous day. The blue is perfectly even, spreading across the sky like silk. And the more it is even, the more obvious is the hole in the sky. The perfectly square, pitch black, endlessly deep hole in the sky. Clear-cut edges framed with blue. The town comes out to ponder, pointing and mumbling. Sochin peers at the sky and turns to Namjoon, whispering worriedly, while Namjoon pets his shoulder in attempted reassurance. The witches gather outside their apothecary, huddled against some unknown breeze, eyes distant. It's come already, Yungi says to himself, eyes glinting pale green, the square abyss reflecting in his irises. Already, Jimin echoes, his own eyes unfocused, leaning heavily against Hosok, who checks the lines of his own palm and then squints back up at the sky, as if trying to make sense of something. Jungkook! Taeyang tears frantically through the door of the library, skidding to a stop next to his boyfriend, who is staring at the hole with a strange expression on his face. What's going on? What is that? Just as the words leave his mouth, the hole gets bigger. Rather, another hole flashes into existence, right on the left side of the first. The gaping void in the sky is now twice as big and rectangular, sitting in the middle of the blue expanse like some predator. The townspeople begin stumbling and panicking at the sight, the more hot-headed ones drawing their swords against it, as if that will do any good. Jungkook's expression deepens, eyebrows creasing together. His mouth opens slightly. Taeyang clings to his arm desperately, shaking him, trying to get his attention. Jungkook blinks slowly and turns to look him in the eyes. Amid the clamor, another hole opens in the west. Full-blown chaos ensues. The townspeople break out running, some cower under their roofs, others flee. Parents clutch their children close, shaking in fear. Sokjin and Namjoon stand their ground, Namjoon's hand on Jin's arm, Sokjin weeping. Hole after hole appears in the sky with not a sound, not unlike the flip of an enormous switch, filling in the blue with black piece by piece, turning blocks of sunlight into shadow. The ground shakes and the cobblestones begin rising up in the air, taking tents and fountains and homes with them. The witches stand in their little huddle, irises almost white, gazing up at the wreckage in a daze. People scream and children cry, and Jungkook stares at Taeyang, who clutches Jungkook's arm and pleads, tears running down his face. Amid the floating cobblestones and trembling earth and blackening sky, Taeyang stumbles away from Jungkook tearfully and falls to his knees, wide eyes glued to Jungkook's unresponsive face in terror. Jungkook blinks quickly and snaps out of his reverie, 
concern flashing over his face as he reaches out for Taeyang. Taeyang shrinks away, protecting his head with his arms as his expression shifts rapidly, and his neck snaps back and forth harshly as if something terrible is breaking free in his memories. Jungkook finds his feet glued to the ground, unable to do anything but watch as Taeyang lifts his head slowly, brokenly. His eyes are wide and bloodshot, tears streaked across his cheeks. His voice is tremulous, a choked whisper. He stares into Jungkook's eyes with unfathomable desperation, tearful eyes lit aflame by the last squares of blue sky directly above their heads. Who are you? Who the fuck are you? No. I know, it's horrible right now. This is right devastating. Now. I know, isn't it like so fucking scary? Yeah, like, the what whole the world fuck? is like ending around them, collapsing yeah. around them. Yeah. Oh. Jungkook cannot move his feet. He reaches out to Taeyang, wanting to comfort him, to explain, to hold him close, but his throat is closed up and Taeyang pulls away from his outstretched arm like it's poisonous. Who are you? Taeyang cradles in his head, his hands, body curled in shock, his voice is choked with tears and grief. God, I don't even know your last name. Is this even your real name? What are you? Jungkook opens his mouth, and before he can speak, Glitching digits flash across the black sky, and the world is plunged into darkness. Oh my gosh. Don't even scroll. I know you're reading the story. Don't, don't even. Don't scroll? Okay. The game crashes. Oh. Jung Jung Gook is left staring at his empty desktop. Slowly, carefully, he raises his hand to his ears and takes off his headphones. He places them on the rack with the utmost precision. He stares at his empty desktop a while longer. Jung Jung Gook gets up and goes outside. After a month, Jung Jung Gook sits down heavily in his gaming chair. He reaches for his headphones and slowly, cautiously puts them on. Slowly, he maneuvers his mouse to an icon on the screen and double clicks. The loading screen opens up, filling his monitor. Jung Jung Gook has played this game countless times. Each time, he sets his role as a swordsman from a small, cobblestone-paved village. Each time, he enters his name as Jungkook. The game moves on to the Pick Your Love Interest screen. Each time, <gasps> Jungkook clicks Taeyang oh with my. cold hands. Oh my gosh. The loading bar fills, and Jungkook is thrust into a town's main square, watching as an achingly familiar dark-eyed face barrels down an alley towards him, sliding to a stop mere feet away. Hey, Taeyang greets, beaming and bubbly and whole, his speech popping up in the box at the bottom of the screen. You must be the new one in town, Jungkook. I'm Taeyang. He extends his hand. Press X to shake Taeyang's hand, the screen says. Jungkook presses X. I think we're going to be great friends, Taeyang smiles, all the radiant joy and fabricated pixels, and Jungkook's heart aches all over again. This time, he will make sure the game does not crash. Oh my gosh! Whoa, these plot twists! These plot <laughs> twist stories that you find, Kayla. I So he plays this game yeah. over and over because he's in love with Taeyang. The video game character. Taeyang. Yeah, and it's like once it gets too real, once like Taeyang is too much of a real person and Jungkook is too much of a real person in the game and they're like too happy and life is too perfect, the game crashes. Wow. Yeah. But he keeps going back to it, hoping that it won't. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So and he like has like, trauma because he like 
places his headphones and like gets up and goes and sits outside you yeah know? yeah oh wow and he's just in love with Young, so he'll just do he it just anyways keeps playing this video game <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, seriously, this story does not have enough hits. It only has one comment. And I'm like, how is there only one comment? And the the comment is the way my jaw dropped. Yes. When I got to the end of the story and I was like, what's the one comment? And I clicked on, I was like, yeah, same. Like my jaw fucking dropped. (laughs) And also, like, okay, so I love that they had tea. Um, Mm -hmm. I love like the little fantasy vibe. I know that you like the fantasy vibe, so I thought you would particularly like those two parts. You know, I love like Stardew Valley, and to me, like this game, and I can so imagine like I fall I have a husband in Stardew Valley, Sebastian, and I love him. So like I get it. I Mm -hmm. get it, Jungkook. You know, so this story just spoke to me, and yeah, you know, I love the plot twist. Yeah, I know you love the plot twist. (laughs) Yeah. I I could totally see this the Stardew Valley. And I was even thinking, like, man, it took me to like Beauty and the Beast, like the village, like how the villagers all like come out to like welcome Belle and everything. And I just felt like that's how they were for Taeyang. Like he's just this beautiful, magical person in this world. Wow. I mean, he is. And we had just seen Nope, the Jordan Peele movie with like I don't want to give anything away, but the black boxes appearing in the sky and yeah. then being like called like a predator made me think like, what is going on? Like, I really, I mean, I didn't expect it to be a game. Crashing. I didn't expect it to be a game because it was like this fantasy world. Right. So I thought it was like some curse that was happening yeah, upon me them. too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Wow. So great story. Anyways, very yeah. great story. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I got you some take hook. Yes. Thanks it. for the take hook. Mm-hmm. Always. Take hook forever. Of course. <laughs> All right, so for my fic, it's called Wait Till Morning by Jangle on AO3. It was published on November 17th, 2019. It has 162 kudos and 1,710 hits. I, too, think it deserves more, but it has quite a few. Yeah. So for the summary, newly turned vampire Jungkook is starving and desperate, but mysterious stranger Jimin isn't about to let him go feeding on whoever he wants. Oh my god. It's G-Cook. It's G-Cook. It's we did Tay-Cook and G-Cook. G-Cook. <laughs> oh my god. This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I really wanted to do Yoon-Cook just because I've been obsessed with Yoongi lately. Um, but I found this one. I'm like, no, I gotta go with this one. Yes. This one's so good. Oh my gosh. Also, like with these, with this Jungkook photofolio that we think is like all vampire. Yeah. <gasps> I Bethany, had to go vampire route. You're so timely. I was like, I had to go vampire route. Amazing. Because of his photofolio. Yes. Of course. We're oh my all God. picturing vampire Jungkook <laughs> right now. Yeah. Perfect. And he's newly turned. So this is like his origin story a little bit. But hunger dominated his senses most of all. In fact, Jungkook would go as far to say that he was starving because he hadn't tasted a single drop of blood in at least a week. He didn't know what to do about it either, given that he was new to this whole vampire thing. He had no clue about how he was supposed to get his meals on a regular without resorting to murder. He tried the mind control magic his his sire had used on him, tried it on some drunk dude, but apparently you only get the cool powers when you grow older. Jungkook has been a vampire for less than a month, so no powers. No support after his sire dumped him on the second day of his vampirehood. Jungkook isn't really willing to bite someone if they're going to fight him, so he's pretty lost as far as how to get blood. Though, given how hungry he is, 
Jungkook bets that his morals will stop bothering him soon enough. But for now, he wanders the moonlit streets of Seoul like some kind of vampire cliché, smells tempt from open doorways and passing cars. He's taken to gnawing on the sleeve of his hoodie in an effort to quell the urge to bite. But all that's resulted in is shredded fabric and threads stuck between his teeth. He's getting jittery. He knows that he needs to feed, but he just can't. Can't just jump some innocent person. Mm. He can't. Jungkook's thoughts start going around in circles, distracting him, while his feet take him towards the more populated areas of the night. Tempting scents grow thicker, and he speeds his gait. He thinks he's drooling, maybe, but it doesn't matter. There's food right there. Blood. He just has to slap. The hit comes before Jungkook can process the movement. Oh, shit. A man steps out from the shadowed stoop of a closed shop, and a hand raised to slap Jungkook again, straight across the face, and God, Jungkook goes spinning, crumbling to the cold pavement in a dazed heap. Fucking vampire, the person says. Oh. A sweet, a sweet <laughs> voice in contrast to the ugly words. Out looking for a meal, huh? Jungkook barely registers the words. His cheek hurts so bad, tears pull in his eyes, and he raises a hand to his face. Hey, dumbass, are you listening? The person bends to yank Jungkook's hand from his face. They're definitely a man. He looks at them through these glossy eyes. A very good-looking man with the face of a cherub, and he smells divine. Put those fucking things away, the man sneers, tightening his grip on Jungkook's hand to crushing. The pain jolts Jungkook back to reality, and he scrambles away, muttering apologies. The pretty man just stands and stares at Jungkook, curls up, as he curls up into a ball. Oh no, you're a baby. God, where's your sire? Gone, Jungkook mumbles, not sure why he's responding. She left me, didn't want me. Oh. The man's eyebrows raise, like there's something surprising in what Jungkook said. He crouches down in front of Jungkook and takes the vampire's face between his palms. This close, the man's scent is strong enough to make Jungkook drool. Spit slides down his chin, and he tries to move his face away, but the man is strong. Definitely stronger than a human. How long since you last fed? Couple weeks. I'm hungry, Jungkook whines, then hurries to continue with, but I don't want to hurt anyone. I'm just hungry. The man's face shifts into something Jungkook can't read. He releases Jungkook's cheeks to tangle a hand in his hair, yanking it back until Jungkook's face is tipped up towards him. Oh, honey, you must be starving. Cute thing like you, how can I resist? He tugs Jungkook up until they're both standing. With a hand around the vampire's wrist, he begins to walk, pulling a stumbling Jungkook towards an alley before the boy can muster any resistance. Really, Jungkook thinks that this man might be his best bet. Any longer on his own, and he might have killed someone. So he follows along blindly, hoping that if this stranger isn't kind enough to feed him, they'll be strong enough to stop him from hurting someone else. Wow. Okay, so like clearly this is Jimin, but I'm just so interested like what he is or what he's gonna, what his what, plan is what to his do with Jungkook. Yeah. yeah, I'm yeah. very curious to see what, what goes on here, yeah. what his plan is. Yeah. Less than 10 minutes of walking brings the two men to a rather lavish looking apartment building. Jungkook is pulled past a security guard and into an elevator. 
The button for the penthouse lighting up at the push. In the indoor lighting, Jungkook gets his first proper look at his companion. He thinks he was right in thinking the guy had the face of a cherub, smooth skin and soft cheeks, a rose petal mouth, blonde hair that looks like silk. Jungkook is sure that he himself looks exactly like what he is, a starving, lost vampire, and wonders why anyone would decide to help him, let alone this man. The other thing Jungkook notices is how the man is dressed. For one, he's wearing an actual robe, like the ones in Harry Potter, though this version is slightly more revealing, gaping open at the front to expose a low-cut shirt and several strange necklaces dripping down the man's chest. Jungkook doesn't know if witches are real, but this guy definitely looks like one. Oh, okay. You're staring, honey. The man has a teasing smirk on his face. <laughs> Jungkook would blush if he had enough blood in his body. My name is Jimin. May I have yours, or shall I cal- should I keep calling you honey? Jungkook, sorry for staring, Jungkook replies, eyes fixed firmly on the floor. You can look if you want, Jimin murmurs. And Jungkook is cute. Jungkooka. Jungkooki. Jungkook is saved from responding by the ding of the elevator. Sleek doors slide open to reveal the living room and kitchen of an apartment. Jungkook's jaw drops as he takes it in. The lavish furnishing, the view from the windows. He's never been inside somewhere so obviously expensive. Would baby bat like a drink? Oh my god. (laughs) Which, okay, going through all these like fanfics, I didn't know that Sire was like a thing Uh in the vampire world Uh like i guess that's the person who turns you yeah i had never heard that term either um and then also i think baby bat is like to refer to like a young vampire it's very cute in this context like overwhelmingly (laughs) cute yeah yeah a drink jungkook questions already already salivating at the thought Mm -hmm. jimin replies approaching the kitchen i think i have an extra bag or two in here He opens the fridge and pulls out what looks like a blood bag you would find in a hospital. Jungkook is too hungry to question why he has it. He he streaks across the room to sink his teeth into the plastic before he can register what's happening. That's it, honey. Drink up. Yes, yes, yes. I was so hoping he would have, like, blood Blood. bags or something for (laughs) him. Like, yes. Help him out. Yes. Jungkook doesn't know... When he moved to sit on the floor, but he's clutching the bag and drinking desperately while Jimin rubs smooth circles on his back. He finishes the bag, tipping his head up to pour the last dregs of it into his mouth. Blood had flown down his chin, and he wipes it up with his fingers to suck that down too. When the last drops have disappeared, Jungkook looks up to see Jimin watching him, the strange expression back on his face. I'll grab a washcloth. Jungkook is still sucking slowly on his fingers when Jimin returns with a flannel, and Jimin gently pulls them from his mouth as he wipes Jungkook down. Feel better? Yeah, and the vampire can't help himself from asking, why are you helping me? Young as you are and without a sire, you're dangerous, Jimin says, matter of fact. And you can help me be less dangerous? Yes. Jungkook stares at the man. He has no idea what to make of him. You don't have a choice, honey, Jimin continues. I'm not letting you leave me until you know how to control yourself. Now come. I have a couple of spare rooms you can choose from. The man wanders towards the hall as he hadn't just admitted that Jungkook was now his prisoner. 
Well, at this point, Jungkook has nothing to lose, so he follows. Wow. And that's it. It's a bit of a cliffhanger. Right. Yeah. Everyone in the comments is like, where's the part two? Where's the second <laughs> chapter? Like, what is Jimin? Why is he helping him? Right. Is he holding him hostage? Right. Like, because here at the end, like the last two lines, if you think about it as a prisoner, it can be kind of ominous. I'm not letting you leave me until you know how to control yourself. Right. And also the way that he like talked to him in the beginning where he's like fucking vampire. Right. Like, almost like he's disgusted by him. Right. So, sorry Ooh, to leave you on like a no, cliffhanger. Like I mean, that. Yeah. I love it. I love the yeah. speculation of what it is, you know. Yeah. Or he's like this helpful witch that is gonna like help him like find a way to mm-hmm. source blood ethically. Like I don't know. Right. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love I feel Jimin like you in can this kinda, role. You know, run with your imagination right. from here. Like I just love the concept of like maybe Jimin hating vampires, mm-hmm. but seeing that he's a baby, like just. Uh, softened him a little bit yeah he's like softened to him but then like maybe he's like clearly attracted to him in some ways he's like kind of holding him prisoner so the different like facial expressions that he would have like in reaction to him and jungkook couldn't quite place that you know i i want a part two i want a part two where jungkook is the prisoner and Mm -hmm. like jimin is actually and like he finds out that he's like imprisoning multiple fucking vampires you know (laughs) but he has several spare rooms right exactly (laughs) he has several spare rooms and so like this is what jimin does to try to keep like vampires off the street but then Because he has such a soft spot for Jungkook from the beginning, he ends up falling in love with Jungkook. And then it's like this like reverse Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. And, you know, like he in chapter three, you know, they all resolve it somehow. That's the fanfics author to figure that out. But right. that's what I want. That's Where's what, chapter two? What the fuck? Where's chapter two? And the thing is, is like in the comments, the uh, jangle, the the author is like saying like, oh, yeah, but it gets better for him. You know, like kind of like saying what's going to happen next. I don't think there's been a part two. It's like not in a series or anything. And this was written in 2019. So I don't know what's (laughs) going to happen. (laughs) But it's still a great story. And I love that you can kind of, you know, make what you want of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Super great. Also fucking Jungkook. Vampire Jungkook. Vampire Jungkook. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I said a little bit earlier, I love Jimin in this role too. Like he does so good playing this like, sexy mysterious i thought you would like like expensive yeah you know i love that jimin yeah but also like i don't know this very mischievous side where you just don't quite know what's going on in his mind you know why is he holding him pretty much hostage why is he so relentless towards vampires but willing to take him in right right yeah (laughs) i I mean really yeah he's holding them prisoner that's just where i have to go yeah i Mm -hmm. love it i love that so much thanks for sharing Mm -hmm. um and Happy birthday, Jungkook! Happy birthday, Jungkook! Happy 25th birthday. We love you so much. Yes. Um, And uh, we hope that you have a wonderful birthday. I'm sure he will. Yeah. 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 25. Can't believe it. I can't believe that either. So before we leave, we do want to thank our supporters on patreon especially our vip iconics eileen michelle deja meg rachel robin emily madison holly and sophia thank you guys so much for all of your support it means the world to us yes thank you also if you have not joined our patreon um at like the five dollar a month level to be able to be part of the iconic hangouts oh my gosh like 
it's so worth it yeah you guys really should check it out because um the iconics that we get to talk to and like the friendships that iconics have made together from meeting there are so cool um and just getting to have more in-depth conversations with you guys and hear all of your thoughts is always so valued and just it's really valued yeah Yeah. i love hearing all the opinions and insights of all the you know the iconic army yeah Um, it's beneficial to us in many many ways yeah it's super valuable and it's always a blast and there's a lot of really great friendships that have stemmed from that that hangout so definitely join us there yeah we'd love to have you um everyone who comes that's new is like always really welcomed in mm-hmm. and everyone gets to talk and right. if you want to talk right you know, and so. if you don't you can always put it in the, the chat, chat the chat is always blowing up yeah for I mean, sure it's constant chatter yeah. going on <laughs> and if you are uh already a five dollar patron and you haven't joined one yet like please come try to visit us you know yeah. i know lately we've been kind of like last minute with when we post like hey we're doing the iconic hangout mm-hmm. next monday but well, uh, you know, we really want to be able to meet more of you guys because yeah. um, we're so grateful to have you and your support. And mm-hmm. we love that you love episodes like this, the fanfic files. And um, yeah. we want to talk to you about it in person. So right. come join our iconic hangouts monthly mm-hmm. and uh, come see us and meet all the other iconics. Yeah. Um, on that note, if you enjoyed this episode or any of our previous episodes, Please let us know. You can write us a review on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or really whatever platform you listen on. Um, You could also reach out to us on social media, Instagram and Twitter, um, Standing BTS Podcast. We, you know, you can comment on our posts or our tweets or DM us. We love to hear from you. It's like the best part of our week. Um, Of course, you can find links for all of those things, as well as the Hope Korea Flood Relief Association in the description. Thanks for listening. And thanks for standing BTS. Thank <laughs> you.